I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good afternoon. This is Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. Mike Gustafson, Clint Scott, Aaron Dickens will be here momentarily. Got Texas Rangers baseball at 5.30. You know, I remember a certain time where Aaron Dickens always said he prided himself on being punctual. <laughs> That's a pretty empty seat beside you. <laughs> well... He'll come in hot. We know he. We know he's. It's not that empty. Ah, oh, there it is, right there. <laughs> I could see him. I. Uh, he was gla- glaring over your shoulder. Yeah, you're, as I was walking by, you were popping off. I, I will say that I would have been on time, uh, were it not for some inexplicable, um, you know, the on ramp on Marsha Sharp was closed. You know, Exiting 27. First, the first day in forever, I was coming. So you, I was coming up from slide, and so I was coming from the west because I'm, I'm. You and I usually have the same. I mean, I'm serious. I can't tell you the last time I was coming that direction, but I didn't run pick up a prescription. I just thought, well, I'll go around West Loop and up Marsha Sharp that way, and it sounds like I caught a break. Yeah. So that was just the added two minutes that. Yep, it's all it takes. They got me. It's all good. You a uh, good weekend, big boy? Yeah, really good. Um, watched a lot of football. Yeah. Watched Navy Notre Dame. Um, Navy did not look very good. Notre mm-hmm. Dame looked pretty good. Yep. I watched uh, the Fighting La Texters. Yeah, watched I did. Sunny Coney with the come from behind win. It wasn't uh, the the prettiest, but you know, sometimes you you got to win ugly. And that was a game, an opponent, FIU, that had, that had beat them last right. year in Miami. Uh, I think it was in overtime, and so I know that they really wanted to get this one. It was a conference opener. Yeah, and home game for yeah, them. To, yeah, to get that out of the way in week one uh, was really, really big. I felt great for them. Um, you know, watched some uh, some UMass, New Mexico State. Watched a little bit of Vanderbilt, Hawaii. Um, kind of followed USC, San Jose State because, of course, can't uh, I don't have the Pac-12 network? Um, yeah, so really, really good. Excited for uh, week one. Excited to talk oh, yeah. about the stories that we have on deck for today. We have a college football playoff meeting on Wednesday. We have the ACC voting potentially tonight on the editions of Cal, Stanford, and SMU. We have the Red Raiders uh, are less than a week away from opening up their football season. Uh, we heard comments from McGuire and Tim DeRuiter and Zach Kitley today at press conference. I'm sure we'll maybe play some of those comments for everyone today. We'll unfortunately be uh, with you for a little bit shorter than normal. We'll be done at 5.30 today to accommodate the Rangers as they take on the Mets. Um, Rangers are now uh, not in first place um, in the AL West Division standings. Uh, we have a big old race, a big old race, and now the Rangers are uh, are chasing, as are the defending world champion Houston Astros. Gus, how was your weekend? Yeah, it's pretty good. I the mic and hopefully have bought some time to put my laptop Yeah, up. you're good. I, uh, the, uh, it was good. We kind of piddled around and did some stuff. I was probably the, the most, 
I had an eye on the uh, USC game. It was the kind of thing that I'd come through and go, oh, up, up, now they're up 10 zip. Now they're up 17 zip. Now they're up 21, 40 swiffer zip. You know, just I didn't didn't sit and watch that, but I did catch a good chunk of the, the Notre Dame game. You lot, mean? Yeah, what I say? USC. Sorry. Yeah, Notre Dame. Because they, they definitely were not yeah. up 21 nothing. Yeah, exactly. No, the, uh, yeah, my bad. No, the, you're uh, good. But I did watch La Tech down the stretch and, and, uh, and uh, was happy for those dudes. And uh, yeah, and Yost, did we? T- I know you and I texted about this, but I, going into the game, yeah, I had was- I had completely failed to link because we had talked about Sunny, Sunny, sure, and we had talked about FIU and and the fact that it was a two or three overtime loss for them last year, and you know all the things about it. We had talked all around that. And and if we talked about Yost, I'd forgotten it. I don't think that we ever did. I know. And and then I'm sitting there going, wait, Yost is their OC at FIU, and so, um, you know, that was that was a pretty compelling, uh, pretty compelling, compelling opening game. That it's an overtime conference game. You know, that that's that had a little that had some teeth. Clint, how was uh, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. We got the uh, first high school football game called. Yep. Didn't go Coronado's way, but it's good to get the season underway. And then uh, on and you Saturday, say that because you're on their broadcast yeah, team now. Yeah, I can. Yeah, you've been assigned. I can to be that. a homer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but friendship looks really good. Uh, good start for everybody in LISD, other than other than the Mustangs. Monterey got their first win. Mm-hmm. That was good. Lubbock High got a win there in Socorro. Yep. Of course, Estacado put up a bazillion points on Thursday before, but yeah, Cooper had a great game. So, yeah, good first weekend. I agree. Red Raiders volleyball and soccer both had good weekends all at home. Volleyball team beating Notre Dame. I was wondering, seemed like a big deal. Yeah, like, and and maybe I'm just kind of falling into the trap of ooh Notre Dame. I know that's me too. Th- th- maybe they're just I don't dog know enough about yeah. I, have, I have no idea. Not to take anything away from Ooh, the win, asparagus. but um, I, I was wondering when was the last time a Tech team beat a Notre Dame team? That was, and I didn't do any research. Was am I missing something obvious? Basketball. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Obvious. Who, sure. A couple years ago. Yeah. I thought you were being sarcastic. No, no, I was. I thought you were leading. No, to no, I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> so again, I blame that on the uh, the, uh, the the actually, rant being. Uh, <laughs> being closed on. We don't Marcia need Sharp. excuses. We need perfection. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from T-Bone. Uh, I got my stitches out on my Tommy John wrist surgery <laughs> trying to get <laughs> my beer can grip back on. You uh, you got clothes on today? It was the last time he texted about that Tommy John wrist surgery. He was he said he was nakers in his uh, bean bag. Yeah, he was in melted the, to a bean bag chair outside. in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has this. It's mallow. Jamie Lynn alluded to Chuck throwing a fit at Levels going away party, but never expanded on it. Can you shed some light on what happened? I can't. I didn't go. We have all the people to ask. Ask Clint. Clint was there. Well, I got there late. I was getting there after I was on air. But essentially, from the way I understand it, Level pointed out that his belt and his shoes did not match oh. which Chuck got angry and went home to go change one no. of the two to match no that's funny like like livid mad <laughs> yeah level would uh would would kind of 
jump on needle Hines about yeah needles probably Needling, a better word yeah. about that. Uh, Notre Dame picked tenth in the ACC volleyball preseason poll, so not a huge win. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I would say, you know, any win is a good win at this point sure. for that program. Um, you know, it's all relative. Well, the other day, maybe Friday, maybe this was Friday morning. Tech beat Houston Christian, and we're down two games, yeah, two two zero early, and had to win like twenty eight twenty six in game three, and finally got it going, won the game five fifteen thirteen, and. I don't know anything about Houston Christian either, but so that it, sometimes you, know, you got to win gritty. Well, that, there's nothing wrong with that, and that 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 can be a, a muscle that can be flexed later on. But uh, that that they put together a good weekend, and then Tom Stone's girls keep up their good work. Uh, of course, they had won Thursday night. I think we talked about that on Friday because I went to that game and took care of business yesterday, whacking uh, the Utah State Aggies. So good weekend for all of them. More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 5.30. We'll have coverage of the Texas Rangers as they take on the New York Metropolitans this evening in New York City. Uh, Rangers not doing great. No. They're, uh, they're now second place in the AL West, essentially tied with the Houston Astros. Both a game back of the first place Seattle Mariners. I'm either correct. I'll I'll, I'll water this down a little so I know. No, I'm no, correct spice about this. it up. Throw some, some wasabi. I started on there. to say that the Seattle Mariners have the best record in baseball since July 1st. I'm I'm not certain about that detail, but I am standing by. Seattle Mariners have the best record in the American League. Since July first, uh, it sure feels like both are true. Not a good, good be. Yeah, uh, kind of feels craft. But, but yeah, that's so. This this is not just a uh, you know a, a fluky hot streak. They've played really good baseball for two months now. So a force to be reckoned with. Uh, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Dutch speaking about volleyball. Good stuff from some freshmen this weekend. Someone else says Big Bad Texas Tech beat Notre Dame. Uh, this in the chat line, Louisiana Tech came through. Sonny was super pumped on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they were, what, 3-9 and nine last year? I think that's right. Yeah, second-year coach trying to find a way to win a game. Yeah. Right there, a big one to get the season started. That's a big deal. Defensively, uh, they were very, very impressive. And, and this will probably get lost over the course of years, and if you if you just kind of look at this box score, you're not too impressed by you know giving up 17 points, um, especially when it was 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter. But man, they they shut down the Panthers big time uh, in the second half, especially especially the fourth quarter. It outgamed them by a mile. A really really good. I mean, you think of Cindy Cumbin, you think of offense and. 
all that stuff, but it was their defense that really, really came through. I mean, just three of 12 on third downs, um, just 182 yards of offense, period, for FIU, for David Yost. Um, it was a really, really good performance. And now you look ahead to the, the, the Bulldogs, as I'm sure we kind of all adopted the uh, um, the textures, but uh, at SMU next weekend, be really interesting. Love it. Go knock off an ACC power, baby. And then, uh, and then back at home at Northwestern's or against Northwestern's in state, you know, and you can't yep. overlook those nope. games if you're La Tech. And then they host North Texas. So a lot of uh, intriguing matchups over the next three weeks for uh, for Sonny Cumbie. Uh, this is in the chat line from Stephen. Summers aren't so fun in Arlington anymore. Tired of those ads now. Are we are we quitting? Are we throwing in the towel? I've heard more surrender monkey crap from Rangers fans in the last week. Well, it was fun while it lasted. Man, I tell you one thing: I want you on my team. I mean, I do. All the all the texters that are just oh, we lost eight games. This was fun, and you know, just final. Just I don't know if it's just emotional preparedness. Like I'm just prepping myself for the worst. Anything from here. But yeah, I I don't want you on my team. Don't no thanks. This probably great guy. I'll drink I'll drink beer with you. Do whatever. Don't want to compete with you. The first time something bad happens and you oh well, we, we, coaches need to be fired. Heads need to roll. This has been fun. Hope, hope we do better next year. Not a fan. Would you take a great collegiate hitter? And a defensive island on your team because Dickens and I might pylon be is the word. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, Dickens, you're a pylon. Uh, this is the chant line from Stephen. Hey, are you going to quit? Are you going to quit the first time we lose seven games? Dickens will never quit being a pylon. I promise you. <laughs> uh, Stephen says, quit. "No, not so much quitting, but it has been hard to watch. I still have I faith. I understand. I, I get that." I mean, the, the good news and bad news for, for really all three of these teams now that are kind of involved here in the AL West is that no, no matter how bad it gets right over the next, I don't know, 10 days or so, or however many, you know, you're going to play these teams sometimes multiple times between now and the end of the season. And so if you get right in those games, that'll make a world of difference. And one thing... The, you and I've talked about that the, the it feels like the certainty of the Atlanta Braves and the Dodgers at the top of the NL Phillies are probably a team you wouldn't just love to play match up in the postseason. Uh, at the top of the American League is the Baltimore Orioles, who have a real guy as a closer until Friday night when he threw a pitch at 102 and grabbed his elbow and walked off, and so suddenly. The team with the best record in the American League is down a closer, and I, I don't think that's a – I haven't seen the the follow-up on that, if he's headed for surgery or what, but the, that's for a dude that's throwing 102 to grab his elbow and walk off. It's usually not, a, oh, he'll be back next Thursday. I would, it, it might be 2025 before he's back. Yeah, so that's – again, I think I, all of this to say the AL feels like it's as up in the air as it, it – has ever been along the way this year. And uh, I believe it's them in Tampa that would be the the one and two with the bye right now. Yeah, Rangers Rangers, and, and Astros both well, I've, string uh, together some good stuff down the stretch here. And, and maybe this isn't fair, and maybe this is, um, you know, the, the 
the the new the elitist in me, I guess. Now that the the team that I root for has won a couple of world championships, but like there's a there's a not sure that I trust you factor with the Orioles since they haven't. Done ah, it. I agree. You know, they're I mean, so they, young. They they weren't that. They're not that far removed from just being terrible, mm-hmm. right? And so, can you can you go from zero to sixty in one season, right? Or or do you need to kind of gradually get there? I guess we'll find out. Um, and, and it's not going to stun anybody if they go on some run, but th- you know, in the back of my mind, that's yeah. there. No, I agree. And and you ding them now. You're dinging them with one of the one of the real strengths of their ball club, which is of uh, you know taking a key guy out of their pen, and so. Uh, you know, where where do they go from here? I don't know, but it's uh, it's uh, yeah, that's definitely a blow for that team. <laughs> Love to get your thoughts and comments in the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double t ninety seven three dot com. Someone says this: Why are you Rangers fans mad? It's baseball, isn't that how professionals do it? It's okay if they lose games. Uh, someone else says this: Professional astronomical. Yeah, well, uh, I think that has more to do. I think there's probably some some sarcasm, some derision there. Uh, from the, in this sport, you can be really good and lose sixty games a year. Sure. So yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Val says it's not that the Rangers are losing; it's the way they're losing, blowing late inning leads. Um. Somebody says this. I've been listening to Rangers baseball since my dad would rock me to sleep as an infant in the early eighties. When 710 KGNC started carrying them, in no way am I worried. Good. Uh, Robert says this Howsoever America's team look like now, AD. Uh, wow. I mean, they look like the defending world champions. Yeah, that's, that's how that's they look. In fact, yeah. you can go down there and see the banner hanging from the rafters. Um, somebody says this, uh, I learned today that Gary don't call AD pissy. Ashby was an all American. Yeah. Second team, all American, ABCA 1977. Yep. 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 We'll have uh, the high school fan zone for you tonight at seven o'clock here on a 100.7, the score featuring coaches from Coronado and Estacado. Fan Zone, of course, runs throughout the week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Tomorrow, we'll have Monterey and Lubbock High. And then Wednesday, Friendship, Cooper, and Liberty. Tomorrow, Red Raider football with Joey McGuire premieres. Early this week, because of the uh, the Wyoming travel, normally it will be on Thursdays. Uh, it's on a Tuesday, of course, this week. It'll also be on Tuesday, the week of the TCU game, and probably the week of the Texas game as well. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yep. So I think uh, Kenny Perry will be on uh, the show tomorrow with Coach. Talk some special teams. I think Todd Brooks as well. That place will be hopping, I bet. Get over there. Get your get your platter of uh, Q early. Sit down. Get your seat. Get a good wide base. Napkin. Tuck it, you tuck it in here if you're going to get sloppy. Get after it, and then Coach Coach McGuire will bring it home. I gotta tell you, anytime there's like a platter involved, I'm I'm very keen. You're pro platter. I'm pro platter. You know, yeah. I like the sound of that for sure. More tech talk next.
podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until... 5.30, we'll have coverage of the Rangers as they take on the New York Mets this evening. Uh, again, pregame coverage starts at 5.30. High School Fan Zone, 7 o'clock on 100.7, the score. So, uh, we discussed this a bit last week. Um, once it became clear that this had kind of Undertaker memed its way back into potential viability. And, and now we have reached the point where ACC presidents are scheduled to meet on a call tonight to discuss and potentially vote on adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU. Uh, the league needs support from 12 of 15 members. And according to Ross Dellinger, among other people, Nicole Auerbach, Brett McMurphy, uh, momentum has been building in support of expansion. Feels like, and that to me is no surprise. I mean, just given the reporting over the last couple of weeks, and certainly in the post edition of the Four Corners to the Big Twelve, and it feels like when these stories, when it feels like everything is imminent, the the best the best and biggest splash is the contrarian last minute, you know. Like the Big Twelve, uh, excuse me, the Pac Twelve right. was almost, you know, on that Friday morning we thought we Not had so a deal. Fast. We, yeah, and this weekend it was, and even this morning, you know, some of the some of the Twitter chatter was Big Twelve making a play for Cal and Stanford. You know, saw that over the weekend. Like, you know, where I, did that come from? Again, that's exactly think? it because there's nothing about it. I mean, if you, you know, what, why, why wouldn't that have been done? You know, three weeks ago, and uh, what would have changed with the, you know, perhaps ESPN or one of, one of the TV networks that would have called someone to go, hey, we really think this is a good idea. You should do that. You know, I mean, why all of a sudden is that a is that a narrative and a thing? You know, uh, but yeah, it, it felt that it, I felt the same sort of emotion when I saw that. Like this, it, it, it's just like a play. It's like a move. You know the. And, and 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 I don't think it was done for clicks, at least with regard to the for the timing, the day of the four corners and the Oregon and Washington to you know all of when the whole when all heck broke loose. Uh, that that wasn't just clickbait. This Big Twelve thing, Kyle and Stanford might have been clickbait. I don't know, but I don't know what would have driven it. But there was absolutely nothing that had changed over you know the last week or two. Yeah, and I think. I- Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I think the original source of that report, and I can pull it up here real quick because I texted it to somebody and was like, "No, no bleeping away." <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was Michael uh, Silver who we had referenced yeah. um, last week. Because in you know, for, for as wrong as he was on that on on the Big Twelve, looking at adding Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Wazoo. Um, you know, earlier in the week, he had reported that hey, it's this is heading toward Cal and SMU and Stanford joining the ACC. Um, so he clearly got some bad information by someone, and I, I just I wonder 
and it's kind of moot now, just kind of an academic exercise, but I wonder if this was like some Bay Area administrator trying to exert pressure on the ACC and like, hey guys, we have options. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. That seems right. weird. He, Silver is too good and has too much of a track record, although not in realignment. Just make it up. Long, long-time NFL reporter, um, reputable, bona fide, not someone to do clickbaity kind of whatever. Um, so he clearly got bad info from someone, and I just wonder if that was, if if that bad info was some kind of motivated individual, and just kind of why, but. You, you now you look at Oregon State and Wazoo, and you, I mean, how 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 terrible do you feel mm. as kind of one last kick in the no no square to be Oregon State and Wazoo? Everyone else found a landing spot, right? Everyone else, everyone else, and and that's I don't say as predicted, but there there were points along the way. You know, this time last year in which, not that any of us got it perfectly right, but when we when we would play out those scenarios, like, man, that doesn't look good for Oregon State and Washington State. And sure enough, you know, they're, they're you know, left behind and in a, in a, in a tough way. I mean, they feel a lot more like a Mountain West it feels more like a Mountain West situation for them than anything else, especially in light of, of uh, you know these these other two going to the ACC. Mm. And is this the the first example of contraction, contraction yeah. really Relegation, since the mid nineties? Yeah. Could be. You have a, a Power Fives dropping out of the Power Conference, and as you said that that. You know, you pointed it out. It, it what's never happened is somebody being voted out of a conference or whatever. But there's been examples now too of someone being of of you know schools being left, left behind. behind. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going over here, and we've ex- four of us have accepted the invitation, and good luck to you two. You know that kind of a thing. So, uh, you know, where where all that you know you know that that's the only way I can imagine. You know the 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 end would come someday for the Wake Forest type program or whatever in the ACC. Like it's you know the SEC took who they wanted, the Big Ten took who they wanted, the Big Twelve took who they wanted, and it's like everybody's schoolyard kickball nightmares yeah, coming to reality. Exactly. And think about this. I mean, let's let's go ahead and just pencil SM into the SMU into the ACC and play this out five, six, seven years from now, who knows, 2036. And and there is a big draft of the ACC teams as SMU go right back into being in that not-so-fast category. Like, does you know, what would they have to do to play themselves onto uh, – my assumption is they wouldn't play themselves into consideration by uh, Big Ten and SEC – what would they have to do? What level of success? What would they have to do to play themselves into Big Twelve consideration? I mean, I, I think that they would need to have the kind of of decade that Clemson is kind of coming off of, 
And that seems ludicrous, and it is. Is but, the model better to say what TCU has done in their first 10 years in the Big 12? Like, that's what SMU no, would need to do? I think they need to do more. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, you, you, you're you're covered in Texas. Yeah. You, you, oh, yeah. you are Texas point. the heck out. Um, you know, they don't add anything to you really viewers-wise, although maybe that changes if, again, they go on some kind of Clemson-like run. Um, the the TCU rivalry is nice, but again, not some major mover, uh, needle mover. Uh, they don't have a lot of living alumni, a lot of uh, students. So once this does go direct to consumer, they're not going to help float you the way that UCF and Arizona State and Texas Tech and Houston will. Um, they just there's just not a lot there, and so their only case, the only case they can make is, hey, we're really good in football. And if and if that happens, then maybe. And and heck, if that happens, maybe Big Ten says, we kind of want to get into Texas, and and SMU is kind of this free agent. Again, you're playing hyper- out. You're playing, you're playing out a hypothetical here. Just um, but sure. yeah, if if it does get to a point where the where you know the ACC is carved up like a Thanksgiving turkey, I, I think that you're going to look at the Big Ten, the SEC, and and the Big Twelve going for programs and markets they don't have. And I mean, SEC has plenty of Texas, and and the Big Twelve does too. And I just don't think SMU rises to the level of the Big Ten. So I mean, yeah, the Pits- interesting question. Yeah, the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh, North Carolina State, those bigger schools like that would feel like to to be the the more logical fit for us for the 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 third conference, if you will. Uh, we get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line from El Jefe. If I were a Rangers fan, I would be very worried. Borderline mentally unstable. Go Astros. <laughs> More tech talk next coming up on Lubbock's Sports Station, Double T 97.3. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 530. We'll have coverage of the Rangers as they look to get back on track against the New York Mets in New York. Again, uh, that pregame coverage yours at 530 here on Double T 97.3. This on the chat line. Uh, someone says, are you surprised the media is making a bigger deal that SMU is basically paying its way into Power 4 status? Seems like a terrible precedent. This is a program that averages 25,000 in attendance and didn't make a bowl game for 30 years. I uh, I think part of it is the calendar. I think part of it is the fact that we are, I mean, heck, there was college football on Saturday. There will be college football on Thursday. We'll have it on 100.7 the score, in fact, Florida and Utah. Um, you, you know the, the the attention that everyone was able to kind of pay to realignment in June and July and earlier this month. Now that's divided with actual sports, right? Yep. And so you have injury storylines, you have press conference storylines, you have commissioner making comments at kickoff luncheon storylines. 
So everyone's attention is a bit more divided, which makes it uh, a bit more difficult for this story to get a lot of oxygen. Um, and then the other thing, too, is I think I railed about it on Friday, right? P- people were kind of commenting on the text line, hey, why are you so butthurt about this? Um, to kind of give you some idea of, of where I stand. Uh, I think part of it is everything has been so brazen with these last three years, chasing paychecks, um, you know, dumping rivalries, going across country to join a Midwest-based program if you're in Los Angeles or a Midwest-based conference. I think we're at the point now where nothing really is going to surprise us, you know? And so that's why I think you haven't seen the media get really kind of hot and bothered about this, you know, the media. In air quotes. And and I think we, because we all probably do it to a certain extent, media this, the media that, and this probably cuts across a lot of things beyond sports, but our focus obviously here, sports, but it's it's easy to give, give, um, give someone with a X account or a Twitter account or whatever that, oh, that's the media, when you know that's that's a guy that's some guy driving around or that's a guy with a blog or that's a guy you know and so it it, it, and i think you and i have been very clear to assign more heft credibility whatever to the mcmurphys and you know absolutely pete thamel ross dillinger nicole auerbach you bet and that cuts across all sport you know kendall rogers etc etc well whoever uh, there's another category of those guys and and not guys but uh people with credibility in basketball certainly major league baseball da, 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 da. so it's it's easy to it's easy to just dunk throw media on something and it's like eh, not really you know like are they are they paid by somebody else you know like how do we want to define this but uh yeah i, I think i think you nailed the the response to the texture spot on you know the there's there's just a whole lot more going on now than there was a month ago when we were just hanging on every every not just you and me but just everyone everywhere that was covering college athletics had to be on point with regard to realignment because it was the story uh but the fact now that we're to the point that that we're gonna have schools flying across for you know from the west coast to the east coast multiple times a year and and another one that's basically, hey, we'd love to have you, but you're going to have to pay your own way. But, yeah, you know, yes, they're they're rejoicing. It's uh, it's a uh, you know what I, I don't know what I don't know what else is left. <laughs> I don't know what else is left in terms of because you you can can all the you can can all the talk about you know student health and all this you know well we're worried about how the athletes handle the flights and stuff yeah you were so worried that you accepted a conference membership that and what your uh your closest opponent is going to be from san francisco slash oakland to louisville so i can tell how much this is really bothered right yeah and i think part of it like another component too is to kind of peek behind the curtain to, to, to further illustrate, you know, when, when there's no other stories, you still got to write something, right? Like the, the, the people that, that churn out editorial content, sports, for college football, they're still writing in June, July, and August when there's nothing to talk about, right? right? And so in many ways, realignment has been like manna from heaven because it's 
easy content that that clicks really well, a lot of interest in it. A lot of folks can kind of um, relate to it, understand it, grasp it, have an opinion about it, even if they're not going to be breaking down the, the Tampa 2, right, or the, the inside zone, right? Right. Um, but now it's it, like, for example, Pat Forty. I think he writes for Sports Illustrated now. He used to be Yahoo Sports. I think at ESPN at one point, um, you know, he could have written about SMU and, and how kind of silly it is, but he wrote about Arizona State because they just announced a bowl ban, right? And so right. now there's yeah, self-imposed to kind of yep. illustrate that there's more stuff to talk about now, and so you kind of have to pick and choose. Um, so I think it's stupid. They haven't earned it. Like you said, they don't have the fan base. They don't have the history of success in football. Um, you know, there's just, they're, they're buying their way and we all, we all acknowledge that. Yeah. And I, you know, and I would think for, for SMU is probably for themselves, any, you know, if they have the, have the money and can get it done, it's gotta be better for business because suddenly SMU's hosting you know they're gonna have the Tar Heels come and play football there they're gonna have the Clemson come I me mean, you know like that it's that would be hilarious yeah that, that but would that's be so the, funny it really would it, and and you know what hey fellas you don't like playing in a 28,000 cc it'd be interesting if they're like hey we really need to move this game over to Jerry World because well we're Florida State but I mean, you you invited them, man. Mm-hmm. You know they get they get to play half of their season at home, just like everybody else. This is your conference. This was your idea. Enjoy the thirty two thousand seats and the thirty two thousand screaming fans. For as because uh, Notre Dame apparently is just very very gung ho about adding these three programs, about expanding the ACC, and I think surely it's more about Stanford and to a lesser extent Cal than SMU. I'm sure. I'm sure SMU is just kind of a means to an end here. Uh, but, man, I really hope that Notre Dame ends up playing one game at Gerald Ford Stadium. I agree. Because that will just be so dumb. Because, like, yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Because it's going to be I, – I'd be curious, and we may never get the reporting on this, but when when those name programs, when those – you know, the programs that have some heft and some eyeballs – Come to town. How many overtures? I'm like, hey, can we move this over to Jerry World because we're, you know, we're Clemson, we're Florida State, we're, you know, North Carolina, whoever, however you want to draw this thing up. And if you're SMU, you're like, no, we we want this on campus. And and uh, you know, and and for SMU, they're right back to uh, where they were pre-death penalty playing game. You know, they're not, but they would be getting the getting the pull to go. Don't you go play over at the Cowboys place because that's where. That's where they played their games with pre-death penalty. You know what's funny? The the Wake Forest football stadium is actually pretty comparable. Um, I believe it. I think they're pretty comparable in many capacity respects. Capacity is 31-5. So they actually maybe Clemson's used to playing in front of 30-some-odd thousand people. Uh, this and the EH Flooring Center chat line from Val. <laughs> if Cal and Stanford go to the ACC, does that mean Wazoo and Oregon State get 100% of the Pac-12 money might ease the sting. Um, we can talk about that a little bit more in the next segment um, because I think it's a bit more complicated than just kind of you know kicking your feet up in the mansion when everyone else is left. Does that also mean they get stuck with a huge chunk of the Comcast? Well, so <laughs> that will apparently be off the books after this year. 
right? So the 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 twelve members that will play in the Pac-12 uh, this football season throughout the coming academic year, um, they're having money withheld from their distribution that will, from what I understand, take care of that Comcast situation. So mm-hmm. that'll be off the books yeah. uh, by the time they all leave. More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and with Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until... 5.30. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. Now we get this on the chat line. Uh, the Big 12 has the same distance problem. Think Orlando to Salt Lake City or Orlando to Tucson or West Virginia to Tucson, etc. Same situation for us too. No, I, no. I don't think that's correct. You, you, there are long trips. To be sure, but there are also short trips, right? Right. Th- there's really no there's there's one short trip for USC and UCLA, and that's when they play each other. E- even Oregon and Washington, those are long trips. So it's, yep, it's not the same. Thousand mile trips, fifteen hundred mile trips. They're close. Yeah, and the closest opponent for USC and UCLA is in Louisville. I mean, in in this ACC scenario, so. Yes, are is there an example of a farther trip in our conference? Yes, not every opponent, every opponent other than Cal and Stanford, and I guess you know Central Time Zone representative SMU. Everything else is going to be Eastern Time Zone, and the Big Twelve can and will, I'm sure, set up their schedules in a way to where West Virginia isn't playing road trips in Provo, Lubbock. Um, Tucson and uh, Salt Lake City, you know, in a single season. Right. There's plenty. Yeah. You can kind of plenty to work with yeah, there. Yeah. You can make it a bit easier. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. The national media seems to have a weird understanding of what SMU is. They think it's basically like Dallas USC, but it's really not. They will be shocked when they see how small their facilities are. This is not a powerful program. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that they are, I mean, like you said, they're pretty similar to Wake Forest already in terms of, of just kind of raw numbers. Um, but no, they're, they're, they're not. Yeah, especially when, you, I mean, especially when you consider this as just a football and basketball thing. Uh, this in the chat line. So when they do vote to add the schools, does that mean that Florida State and Clemson can now depart um, the ACC, no, they can't. The, the, the ACC could add ITT Tech, Houston Community College, and... Um, Wayland Baptist. Wayland Baptist and Oxford. Um, <laughs> and the, that would not at all impact Florida State's ability to withdraw from the conference. The grant of rights is something that has been done, right? It's, it's, it's past tense. And the only way for Florida State to get out of it is to either challenge it in court 
which is a tall task, a big risk, or basically buy their rights back. It's it's not something that kind of hinges on conference composition or anything like that. Uh, this in the chat line. What a beautiful day, fellas. Go Tech. It is really nice. Yep. Little, little cloud covers. Got the... Taking the top off of that temperature. It's supposed to be pretty nice uh, tomorrow and, and Wednesday, too. Yep. Temperatures in the uh, 90s. I think the, uh, the high in Laramie this weekend is in the high 70s. So... Climate is not going to be an issue up there in terms of a, the the thing that you know that will require adjustment. Obviously, uh, lots going in to prepare the team for elevation. I've wondered this. Uh, uh, yeah, high on Saturday, at least according to just my little iPhone weather doodad, is a seventy-eight. You want to hear the McGuire's comments on elevation? I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, do you I have do. that for us potentially? Need a minute. In a minute, I've wondered about just the science behind it. I remember taking an exercise physiology class in which we talked about that. It's not like you know what what what's gotten thrown around, or what gets thrown around. Is, yeah, the air's thin, and like, well, it really has to do with less air pressure forcing oxygen molecules into your Actual. bloodstream. Yeah, exactly. Blah. But but the point is, is it is there is a you know you you do struggle for oxygen at elevation. I've wondered if it's a pure incremental like the distance from elevation let's say you you're let's say houston is at zero feet above mm-hmm. and texas tech was a perfect 3500 it's not it's more like 31 and then laramie's at 7000 is the gap from houston to or from zero to 3500 as difficult as going from 3500 to 7000 like what's the science behind that what's the meteorology and physiology behind that or or is there some sort of a curve to this here's what mcguire had to say when asked about the uh, the elevation this weekend in laramie well i'm glad we're in lubbock texas because you know it's a little bit different we're in houston going to wyoming you know now there's a huge difference um it was kind of a mixture because we're playing byu um and you're again playing at a different altitude we wanted to see if it helped us so we're gonna do fast friday which is our practice. We're going to do it there uh, at a high school. And um, so I let them get used to it. My biggest thing uh, with going early, too, was I want them to understand how important this game is. This is an extremely important game to us. And, um, you know, whoever we have after this, we don't care. We know who we have this week. And so anytime you can do something a little bit different, I think it gets the guys' attention. Um, we'll present Wyoming to them tomorrow from my perspective um, at, our te- at our team meeting in the morning. Uh, but this is a really good football team that's used to winning, used to playing in bowl games. And uh, so the two things for me is I wanted it to be a little bit different to get their attention um, and keep their attention on Wyoming. And then two, to get used to the altitude. And so I think it's going to be good. You know, we'll see. I'm not one of those guys. Again, we're going to talk about it tomorrow. You know, I knew it's going to be cold in Iowa so we talked about it and guess what we're playing at the highest uh, altitude there is in college football and so you can't hide from it it's going to feel a little bit different at first and so why not talk about it because when they ask me about it at least I can say I told you you know get your mind right we feel great our nutrition staff and our strength staff's done you know a lot of different stuff going in starting last week going into this week of 
uh, different things as far as getting ready for the altitude. We do have two strength guys that were on Wyoming strength staff a couple of years ago, and so they're really, you know, I think dialed in to some of the things that can help us. Uh, we're taking uh, a few more guys. We're taking 80 players. Um, usually, you know, we probably would take somewhere between 70 and 73. In Big 12 play, you can only take 70. And so we're planning on, you know, playing a lot of guys. But we play a lot of guys anyway, especially on defense. And so I think you put all that together, when we kick the ball off, we'll definitely be ready to play. You have this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You asked a question earlier before we heard that audio. Is is it as difficult to go from Houston to Lubbock in terms of elevation zero to thirty one something hundred as it is roughly from Lubbock to Laramie, which is seventy one hundred right. or something? And I know that's it's like four thousand yeah. feet higher than Lubbock. Just spitballing, yeah. This person ha- says this as someone on oxygen going to Laramie. It's much harder going from Lubbock to Laramie than from Houston to Lubbock. Okay, there you go. You're making the drive out. Yep. On Thursday, Friday. Yep. Friday. Yep. You already mapped out route. You mapped out, planned out snacks. You planned out uh, in-car entertainment. Um, Driving shifts. Got uh, two cars and eight people. So where I would normally have more control or, you know, more of a 50% say in this, much smaller uh Part of a caravan and a convoy, so I feel like you can. I know I flex. There's my a vacuum muscles. there that you can fill, Gus. Flex my flex my muscles on this. Uh, yeah, I'm also hearing all the, uh, the alcohol sits differently up there, you know, at the elevation and all. So I, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably, I'd probably play that as I would. In any scenario, sort of game day drinking where it's kind of YOLO. Like beer. <laughs> no, not at this age. <laughs> beer, water, beer, water, beer, water. Uh, yeah, that's the, you know, that, that seems like the smart move. But yeah, I hear, hear a lot about it. Don't know what to make of it. So I feel like if, if you have two cars and eight people, if y'all don't predetermine like meal stops, you're going to end up. At some like oh. Carl's Jr. in some podunk, you know, yeah. Colorado small town or leaving, where, where no one's really happy. Right. Leaving super early. So, uh, yeah, you know, like hopefully we chomp off, uh, you know, a couple hundred miles before there's a need to do sure. anything. Just can you just picture you guys on the phone? It's like one thirty. Everyone's hey, what do y'all want to eat? I don't care. What do you want to eat? Right, and then you're like, I'm. You just pass through the biggest city on the route. Like, yeah. well, there went uh, basically everything. Yeah, yeah. This has been the Tech Talk podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double T ninety seven three dot com.